This week, in episode 60 of Diary of a Senior Geek, viruses don't care what your political beliefs are, so listen to the folks who know what they're talking about and do what they say. You can complain about the violation of your rights once we get this under control. It's not too late. We can still get this thing under control in the next four to six weeks, if everyone cooperates. Staying home, social distancing, and wearing masks if you need to go out. In other words, by the end of August, we could have this taken care of. Hi there, this is Gary. Welcome to episode 60 of Diary of a Senior Geek, brought to you once again by Eat a Banana. Eat a banana today, it's good for you. This episode was recorded on July 16th, 2020. As usual, let's start with some news slash opinion. I don't watch the news. COVID-19 is still killing people. National infection rates are well above 100,000 per day. And there's still no national strategy to contain the virus. It almost seems like it's the... End times. Depending on who you ask, the overall mortality rate for COVID-19 is in the range of less than 1% to over 3%. In a way, we may have lucked out that a new, extremely contagious virus has a relatively low overall mortality rate. COVID-19 has been a very good example of how not to contain a pandemic. Hopefully, next time, and there will be a next time, we'll do better, especially if some future virus has a much higher mortality rate. Just call me the eternal optimist. In other news, the $600 per week federal subsidy for state unemployment insurance expires at the end of July. That's a couple of weeks away. The subsidy has been a big help keeping my family fed, clothed, and housed, and we're not living particularly extravagantly now. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi will be working with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to extend the subsidy along with a number of other stimulus measures. Congress seems not to be able to get anything done until it's the very last minute. Guess what, Congress? It's the very last minute! Microsoft and Land O'Lakes, you may be familiar with their butter, are teaming up to put a Fitbit-style device on dairy cows that measures activity and another device to measure the cow's temperature. Also, a bovine facial recognition system is planned to recognize individual cows. This will help manage the herd, helping determine when cows are ill and need treatment, or an estrus and need to be bred. The data from the herd, combined with data from other sensors, can make managing the herd and the land they graze on more efficient. It seems to me that something like this may finally make it profitable to provide broadband internet access to rural areas. I mean, that data has to get to corporate headquarters somehow. If that also means folks who live in rural areas can finally have access to the internet so their kids can do their homework, and the family can watch Netflix once the milking's done, I'm all for it. Okay, enough of that. All right, this week I want to talk about a couple of things. First off, yesterday I wrote an actual paper letter to our president, respectfully asking him to resign due to his total incompetence. I posted the text of the letter on social media in case you want to see what I said. It's an edited version of the open letter I read in episode 58 two weeks ago. I don't know why I did it. I just felt like I had to do something. Seems unlikely there will be any backlash. Last time I heard, we lived in a free country with free speech. There are now a lot of folks calling for this president to resign. Chris Hayes did it on MSNBC. The president's nieces asked him to resign. I've asked him to resign. See, we're practically a majority. 
Hell, we even tried to throw him out via impeachment and would have succeeded if not for the extremely partisan political climate we're living in. Hey, maybe you can start a movement. Write a quick note to the president and send it to him. From what I've read, paper mail gets a lot more attention than emails, tweets, Facebook posts, etc. You can Google how to write a letter to the president. Follow the recommended format so that you'll hopefully be taken seriously. Maybe we can flood the White House mailroom with letters, just like near the end of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh, right. That was a congressional mailroom. But the point stands. Don't be dumb. The second thing I want to talk about is the best way to deal with a pandemic. If everyone in the United States had followed guidelines from the CDC, the World Health Organization, and epidemiologists for about four to six weeks, we could have reduced the number of cases to a manageable level. This assumes that during that period, there had been a coordinated effort to put in place testing, contact tracking, and isolation facilities so that once the caseload was small enough, newly infected folks could be isolated. Their contacts could have been tested, and if needed, isolated, all to keep the caseload low. This would have allowed us to carefully reopen the economy and allow life to get back to something similar to the way it was at the beginning of this year. Think of it. The pandemic is now about four months old. If we had followed the common-sense guidelines supplied by well-respected epidemiologists, most of us would have been able to resume relatively normal lives about two and a half months ago. Instead, due to the incompetence of the folks supposedly leading this country, the case count and death counts are steadily rising with no end in sight. These people did not have to die. If we had, as a nation, pulled together and followed common sense and minimal social distancing practices, think of how many people would have lived. Think how much better our economy would be today. Viruses don't care what your political beliefs are, so listen to the folks who know what they're talking about and do what they say. You can complain about the violation of your rights once we get this under control. It's not too late. We can still get this thing under control in the next four to six weeks, if everyone cooperates. Staying home, social distancing, and wearing masks if you need to go out. In other words, by the end of August, we could have this taken care of. Of course, we'd still need a national program of testing, tracking, and isolation systems. So, all we need is a miracle. Mike and the Mechanics... Where are you when we need you? Uh, that's great. Listen, you're a real hoot. And now for something completely different. Here's this week's joke. Did you hear about the new restaurant called Karma? There's no menu. You get what you deserve. <laughs> are you feeling a little peckish in the mid-afternoon? Tired of chips, pastries, and other traditional snacks? Have you been having problems with leg cramps after taking a 15-minute walk? Eat a banana. It'll fill you up without wrecking your appetite for dinner. It'll give you just the right kind of sugar rush. The potassium may help with your leg cramps. So next time you feel like a little snack, eat a banana. You'll be glad you did. Do not eat a banana if you're allergic to bananas. Effectiveness against leg cramps may vary. To be honest, it's just something I heard somewhere. Same thing about the sugar rush. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. Give me a break. This is supposed to be a funny fake commercial. If you fail to laugh, don't blame me. I'm doing the best I can. Now go wash your hands. Yes, again. While you're at it, wipe down the sinking counter with an antibacterial wipe if you have one. Otherwise, do your best with the cleaning supplies on hand. Seriously, COVID-19 is still a thing. Do everything you can to stay healthy. I need all the listeners I can get. This week, instead of Dad's journal, I'm going to read from my own journal. As I said last week, I plan to rotate Dad's, Mom's, and my journal entries. Might even kick in a few of Debbie's. This could take a while. My journal. I've been writing in this journal on and off, mostly off, for over 20 years. 
This first entry is undated. That's almost certainly from late December 1997 or early January 1998. I believe I got the journal for Christmas 1997. The prompt is, what did you enjoy doing most as a child? Did you prefer doing it alone or with someone else? I said, quote, I like to read, mostly science fiction. Favorite writers were Robert Heinlein, Frederick Pohl, Van Vogt, and Andre Norton. I also like to watch TV. When I was a kid, I watched Howdy Doody, Sheriff John, and Engineer Bill. And then as I got older, Rocky and Bullwinkle and Batman and such showed up, so I watched those. I also like to build model airplanes. Then, as I got older, I built and flew model airplanes and model rockets with Dad. I had a good friend named Bill Stevens, and we rode our bikes all over the place. Bill's parents had a swimming pool, and I'd spend a lot of time over at his house during the summer. As a teen, I enjoyed camping and backpacking with the Boy Scouts and with my family. Unquote. So, along with the authors I listed above, I'd add... Theodore Sturgeon, Ray Bradbury, Isaac Asimov, Arthur C. Clarke, Philip K. Dick, Frank Herbert, Roger Zelazny, Clifford Simak, Paul Anderson, Kurt Vonnegut, John Brunner, Harlan Ellison, Ursula K. Le Guin, and a whole bunch of others. I'd read anything as long as it was science fiction. Except for hanging out with Bill, I was pretty much of a loner in my tweens and teens. I suspect that moving from Manhattan Beach to Northridge when I was seven, and then moving from there to Garden Grove when I was nine, has something to do with the fact that I didn't form really close attachments. On some level, I think I worried that we'd wind up moving again, so why even try? But for many years, Bill and I were practically inseparable. He even came along on one of our backpacking trips. As I've mentioned before, after we left high school, Bill and I went our separate ways. He seems to have dropped off the face of the earth. One of the organizers of our 50th high school reunion told me they had completely lost track of him and that I was her last hope, that she was hoping maybe I had heard from him. Nope. And I kind of doubt there's going to be any more reunions. The class of 67 is beginning to die off. It's just getting too depressing. Well, well I, 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 I... Quote of the week. Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. That's from Bernard M. Barak. What? That's it for this week. Wash your hands, and don't share your air. Wear a mask. Be kind, and send me feedback. See you next week. Peace. I'd like to ask a little favor. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star rating on whatever app or site you use to listen to it. This will help get it out there to more people. If you really like it, please kick a couple of bucks my way on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash seniorgeek. Senior Geek is all one word. Daddy needs to upgrade his podcasting rig. If, for whatever reason, you can't do that, I completely understand. You can still help by telling all of your friends and family about what a great podcast this is. As always, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Just search for Senior Geek 49 or click on one of the links in the show notes. Thanks. Let's test the ship's phasers. No bloopers this week because somehow or other I managed to delete them. So 
Here's just a random sample from some of the sound clips I've picked up over the years. Yeah. <gasps> what? Ugh. Oh, hi, boys. Pillow puncher. There's different flavors that you can get. A 60-ton dinosaur tamed by a small boy and a caveman.